This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman. And today we have Tanner and Kate Wendell. And uh, after experiencing divorce, depression, and destruction in their past, Kate and Tanner ditched their unhealthy relationships for a more dynamic one together in pursuit of the family dream. Now, since they've met, they have learned the ins and outs to having a happy, fulfilling marriage. Three kids and a dog later, they love having their arms up in the roller coaster ride of life. I love that. Their dream is to help couples create a vision for their marriage and live a life by design and not by default. They believe that a strong marriage creates strong families and communities, and their mission is to preserve the nuclear family. Check out their podcast, The One Relationship, for all the real talk. Uh, Tanner and Kate, I'm so excited to have you here and uh, tell us a little bit about about the one relationship and kind of tell us your story. So we met at a personal development conference in La Jolla, California. I was living in New York City at the time and Tanner was living in Colorado, uh, just outside of Denver. And uh, we were really just in a place of focusing on our selves uh, a biz we both had online businesses and we we just were looking for ways to continue to work on that and grow that uh tanner was recently divorced he had uh you know he has a young daughter uh she was like five at the time when we yep. met and just you know focused on you know taking care of her and what he needed to do for her and her well-being and uh we went into this three-day uh, weekend where we got you know tremendous value we're still connected to this to this team uh to this day but what was great is just sort of in passing as the weekend ended he's off running to the airport for his flight and i'm running to the ladies room we exchange info on you know to connect on facebook and it wasn't until a couple of weeks later we're back in our respective cities and there's a thing uh is it the first or the second thursday first of thursday. first thursday of every november is men make dinner day hashtag men make dinner day <laughs> so <laughs> right <laughs> so I, uh, I was very, you know, active on social media with, with my career and, uh, single, I made this little cutesy post about, oh, I made my own dinner and, you know, I don't need a man to make me dinner. Like I can do it. And, you know, not, not in a, in a bitter way, but just being very kind of cutesy and, uh, Tanner saw it and he sent me a Facebook message and said, uh, if, if I had, if I had known I would have made you dinner, but you would have had to have waited for it. And I'm looking and I, you know, and I had a radio career and so I didn't recognize his name or who he was. And I'm like, is this a listener trying to get in touch with me or, and I just wasn't sure. So I went over to his page and I realized who he was. I'm like, oh, that's right. He's from the mastermind we're in. Okay. And then we just started messaging and connecting. And that was in uh, the fall of 2015. And by January of 2016, we started dating 
just turned to love and we're just like, yep, we're going to do this. And uh, so, so we, so we dated through 2016, got engaged and got married in 2017. And, and we recognized that, you know, we had to do a lot of work on ourselves to really understand what we wanted in a relationship and also what we didn't want in a relationship. And because of that, uh, we, we were very clear with each other right off the bat, like, Hey, this is, this is where, where we are individually. Is this going to work as a couple? And, you know, especially with there was daughter involved and long distance, like we're not in this to just date for the sake of dating. Like we've got to actually say like, is this really worth putting in our, our time and effort? And we, and we believe that it was. And so we did that. And so, uh, and, and we got, you know, everything moved exponentially. And that led us now to where we are with the podcast, where we, we realize like, it's really about that one relationship with yourself. Where are you as an individual with your relationship with God, with yourself and how you are with your family and your spouse and your kids and your friends and your coworkers. Like it's you with your relationship to, to everyone else, but it starts with yourself. Like you have to be in a good place with you in order to be able to be that person uh, you are with other people. And so that's really where the, the one relationship came from. And, uh, and from that, you know, in, in figuring out and combining businesses, we just, we love talking about relationships. So we're like, let's do this. Like, this is, this is where we want to go. And, and that's what we did. And, and this past year has been really exciting to be able to just take that off. I love that. And I didn't realize that about the one relationship. I thought the one relationship was the couple relationship, mm-hmm. but I love that even better because yeah. it is, it truly that's, is. And that you had awesome. met in a personal development. How great is that? I mean, that you were both doing the work, right. you know, that you didn't have to, you didn't have to wait like my husband and I did. Not that we had to, <laughs> I'd always been doing pers- personal development, but being in a partnership is a completely different thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and, and what I'll say on that is, so your interpretation was kind of exactly the the juxtaposition we wanted to, to put in there, right? Because a lot of people think, especially in marriage, like, oh, I found the one, right? right. And it's like, oh, it's the one. And and I find in marriage, you know, and I did this in my first marriage, I've I'd been married before. And, and like, we put a lot of stuff on our spouse, right? It's sort of our own stuff, but we put our hopes and our dreams and our insecurities and like we kind of offload all this stuff and it's like, oh, I found the one. And then just a few years in, people are like frustrated and they're like, why isn't this working? And I thought this person did X, Y, and Z. And and right. it was something that I heard um and i don't i don't actually remember the source otherwise i would give credit appropriately but it was something that i had heard after my divorce which was really the the impetus for me to get into personal development mm-hmm. was like we only have one relationship and that's the relationship with ourselves and right. like that relationship with ourselves gets projected out on everybody else right. and that was like a frying pan upside the head for me because right. i was like oh wow i mean i i didn't speak to my dad for 15 years after my parents got divorced i had my own divorce you know, I didn't have strong family relationships. I sort of had shallow, you know, mediocre party friends type of type of friend relationships and and surface, you know, coworker relationships. And like that, that message that that I got in a book or a video or whatever it was, was just so impactful for me to be like, oh, okay, this is about me. And once I started to get okay with me and work on myself, then it was like, 
oh, wow. Like I heard this, uh, the other saying, which is like when you change everything around you changes. And that sounds like a cute personal development, you know, saying, but I was like, no, that's really true. Like the people in my life didn't change uh, what they were doing. Cause most, you know, nobody else in my family was doing personal development. Uh, but I learned how to have a different relationship with them once I did the the work for myself. And so that was, yeah, that was the whole impetus for the relationship is that if we can get people to think like, oh, it's the one in marriage, which we talk a lot about marriage. Um, but your marriage is a reflection of your relationship with yourself. I love this. I love, (laughs) I love that. I loved what you were doing anyway, but knowing that is just that now I'm, it's, it's exactly, that's exactly what I teach too. And, you know, before we go further, um, this is a, when, when Tanner and I first started talking about having, um, coming on the show and he said, well, are you sure that you want me to, are you sure you just don't want Kate? because she's the mom and it's a show about moms or for moms, but I wanted the two of you because you're an example of a relationship that is working. Mm-hmm. You're working together. And I thought it was really important that, you know, cause we tend to be one, you know, we, we see things from our own perspective. So I wanted to have, I wanted to have two perspectives and Tanner, I completely, now I, I was thinking about this before we got on the phone or, or got on the, on zoom is that, I grew up, so my husband and I, um, he grew up in the loud family. Okay. I grew up in the quiet family. Now his family stayed, his parents stayed together. My parents divorced. My parents didn't talk about a thing. They talked about nothing. There was nothing was talked about, right? It was, it was a really looking back like, well, isn't that interesting? Because I've always been, I want to talk about everything to everybody. (laughs) I just, I want to talk and I, I, you know, it's kind of how, it's how I process is to talk about things. So we, when my husband and I, and we, we were together for gosh, 12 years before we, we've been together for 20, it'll be 26 years in March, married for 20, it'll be 22 years in March, which just blows me away. But when we had, so we were together for about 12 years before we had kids and uh, we were playing, we were having a good time. And then we had kids and things changed, you know, it was (laughs) very, very different. But one thing we did decide is that we didn't want to do it the way our parents did it. Yeah. However, we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know, okay, we know what we don't want, but what do we want? And so I would love to hear your take on, because you did the personal development, you know, together, but separately, you know, are you doing it at the same time? It kind of changes things, but I would love to hear how you work with couples and, and uh, tell me all about it. Um, yeah, so I, I'll start because I can relate, you know, my, my parents divorced as well. Um, they didn't talk about anything, right? It was just like the day after Christmas, my dad left in his little Cessna 172 to, oh. to go do, you know, a work like, oh, I got to go for work. And he had a farm about two hours away. So that wasn't uncommon. And he was working all the time, mm-hmm. but he didn't come back. And then my mom finally, like late that night when I was like, Hey, is everything okay? You know, like I thought this was just a short trip. She's like, yeah, he's not coming back. Mm -hmm. I was like, Whoa. Right. Like I just didn't see it coming. And then things started to unravel. Right. Then they started to talk to me because (laughs) they had to, you know, and I was, I was 13 and I was like, what, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. So I, I relate to that. And I think what you're saying about, you know, one of the things that, that I said at that time, and 
I was like, I'll never be like my dad. I didn't talk to him for 15 years. I wanted to be anything other than like my dad. And then I became a father in my early twenties. And I was like, I'm going to be, you know, a better dad than my dad. And I'm going to be the dad that I didn't have. Cause even when my parents were together, you know, he just wasn't very present. He was working all the time. That's, that's what drove him. And I now understand that. So I had all these, I'm going to be better than I'm not going to be this, da, da, da. but that left me with like, well, then what am I going to be right? Because that, that sort of like running away from and going against will get you only so far right? Like we can run from pain and we can know what we don't want, but, but at a certain point, it's like, well, where, where is this actually taking me? Where am I headed? And, uh, and, and I struggled, you know, your topic here is vision. I struggled with this idea of vision for many years. Like, you know, we go to these personal development conferences, I'd listen to audios and videos and it's like, you got to have a vision for your life and you've got to set goals and you've got to do all this stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't, you know, like putting a picture of like the ideal car that I want on a piece of construction paper, like that just like I didn't get it right or a big like I didn't I just couldn't grasp it. And so what I've learned about that is it develops over time. Yes, right. Exactly. I mean, every every year, you know, every actually every few months, uh, we continue to talk about things. Hey, what do we want? Where are we headed? Where are we going? And and I think that was the big epiphany I had is like it develops over time, but it comes from being forward focused. If you're yes. always focused on this, I don't want this, I'm not gonna be like that, then you're spending so much energy just just trying to do the opposite or be the opposite but not truly like becoming who you want to be. And so that was the, that was the big epiphany for me. And, and we had set some goals about where we wanted to live in a different location here in Colorado. And, you know, we went and visited that location just uh, not, not too long ago, a few months ago, we went up there with the family. We're like, Hey, let's go do some dreaming. And we came back and I'm like, "Mm, you know what? That doesn't feel right. Even though we said we were going to live there in 10 years, uh, I'm releasing that from being so specific in my vision. And, Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the other important thing that I've learned is like, it's important to go dream. It's important to go taste. It's important to drive through, you know, the homes that have, you know, seven figure price tags on it and those neighborhoods. Like if that's something for you that you feel like I want, you know, to live this type of lifestyle. And for us, we also had to get over the fact that money is a tool, money is an energy. So, so that's just fuel for where you're headed and it's not about us having a massive house or living in the you know the wealthiest area but it's about being able to have the choice and the freedom and what that would represent to us and so a lot of that is is what we uh, what we work on our couples with most uh, most most couples have not thought about a vision for themselves or their marriage or the the destination that they're going you know we say that people people spend more time planning their vacations and their holidays than they do the the destination of their life and their marriage. And so Absolutely. that's Thank like, you. that's like ground zero for, for how we start working with people. Yeah. yeah. And, and just a small add on to that and a little bit of a flip maybe for uh, your audience is I grew up where I did know what I wanted hmm. since I was a little girl. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted my family. I, I, I had the family dynamic that I, that I wanted to emulate. And I, I, I didn't want a career. And then as I got out of college and I'm working, I'm 
developing a career and I still can't find the right guy. And I'm like, well, but this wasn't how I wanted my life to go. And I, I wanted the family, like, where's my guy? Where is he? So that we could start having kids, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, I wanted to have five kids. And I, you know, I just had everything all picked out and dreamed out. And that's not how my life went. And when I, uh, actually, when we started these online businesses uh, separately, but with the same company, we both were introduced to the book, The Compound Effect. And mm -hmm. that was just mm -hmm. such an eye opener for us because uh, for, at least when I read it, I realized, oh, so this is why my life is where it is because of the choices that I've made. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just encourage your audience that, you, you know, a lot of people don't have a vision. They don't know where they're going, right? And so that's where we, where we start. But you may have some kind of vision. You may say, this isn't what I was what I thought was going to be my life. Here's how I thought my life was going to be. And if that's really the desire that you want for your marriage or your family, I, I, I would, I would recommend to take a step back and say, okay, what am I going to do about it? Right. right. We have to take self-responsibility in this. And that's where I got to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm accepting of my life the way it is right now. And now what am I going to do about it to get right. what right. I want? Here's my dream. What am I going to do to get there? And that, and as soon as I made that shift, I mean, it led me to meeting Tanner. I mean, it, and it really like all happened exponentially. Mm -hmm. So, so I just think that there's a, there's also another perspective, a little side, a, a different side to that too, for your audience that maybe, you know, they might be on the other side of it and say, okay, well now you take the responsibility. What are you going to do for your marriage, for your, for your family, for your life? Uh, to get the things that you really truly believe you want in your life. So yeah, I you love take that. Action. I love that, Kate. Well, and that was my question to you. How did you grow up? You know, and and because we all we all we all have our own perspective. Yeah. You know, on on growing up, and that taking personal responsibility and looking, I think that's huge. And I think it was, oh, it was Gay Hendricks in uh, The Big Leap, I think. And he talks about, you know, what if everybody took 100% responsibility for their life and for their actions? And then look what we can, you know, look what we, we can, we can accomplish. Yeah. And together, if we both are taking, you know, instant, and I know for myself, and I've been, my, my mother was giving me uh, personal development books um, back she gave, I think the, one of the first books, personal development books she gave me when I was in high school was Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. Oh. So she, I'd been, I'd had all this, you know, I, I've had this background and I've also, I've been doing yoga for almost 30 years at this point. I've been, I've been like, I've always been in personal development and growth, like growth is what drives me, but there was still, there was still, there was a lot of work to do still. And I thought that, oh, I'm just, I never really thought I was a self-actualized self person, but I thought like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty far ahead, but no, we all have our work to do. But I love that. For, first of all, that the destination, mm -hmm. it's huge. And Tanner, what you talked about, you know, not knowing, not necessarily knowing what we don't want. Yeah. And that, that was huge in my life is the deciding you know, because yep. you kind of have to, you have to decide what is it that, that I want. And Kate, you had that, that, mm -hmm. that I know what I want, but what is it that, you know, like, where's the disconnect? There's a dis yeah. disconnect somewhere and your choices, you know, yeah. I mean, we make choices that along the way I like to, when I work with my clients, we talk about, you know, okay, is this choice 
you have to, you have to create a vision if you're going to work with me, really. (laughs) You have to have something to work with and it will change. And I say, you know, it's going to start and then it's going to morph and change. And that's good. Like you want it to morph and change. Like you said, like you talked about, about the the home and going up, going to this certain area. And then you get there and you feel kind of like trying it on like a costume. Oh, well, maybe this doesn't really feel like I thought it would feel. Right. Right. But having the vision and something to move toward. And then like every decision that you're faced with is the, is this taking me closer or is this taking me further away from what I want? And that, that was huge. And people don't ask that question, right? You know, they don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're after. They're in the day-to-day triage. Mm -hmm. And instead it's like, okay, but if you can, you know, we had to sit down as a couple. We've also, uh, sat down as a family, you know, and we've included Tanner's daughter, you know, Emma, and and actually we want to actually revisit it because it's been a little bit and, you know, things change, right? We say, you know, it continues to evolve, but we involve her to say, hey, what does our family stand for? Where are we going? What do we want to do? And when you do that and you do that as a couple, as well as then including the kids to have it as a family, and that can be in all aspects, how your house is in your home life, as well as how uh, business inter, you know, and, and work ties into all of that. Whether you're, you know, working for other companies or you're self-employed to to whatever degree that is, right, uh, right. you've got to just envision like what all that looks like. Include everyone because the kids will want to know that they're a part of this. Like they're not right. just sort of this like outside piece that like mom and dad are just like, well, they're doing their thing. I guess we'll just do our thing, right? You want right. it. You want it to be. Uh, unity. And then once you can determine that, then you can say, okay, now the day-to-day decisions are based on where we're going. And you, and you can then say, you know what, but this doesn't serve us. Or, you know what, today is that one day that we're going to do something that's just not related. Cool. But tomorrow is when we get back on track for that, you know, and we say, okay, now we buckle down and, uh, and it's really, and it's, and it's that dialogue, you know, communicating with each other that, uh, you, you have to have, and it's, and it's one of the things that we've really seen is the biggest struggle that couples have is being able to have effective communication and really right. feeling like they're they're talking to each other and uh, I, I don't you know one one big tip is part of talking is listening so <laughs> yes, exactly it's not the talking no. yeah right yep. no it's not like hurry up and say whatever you're going to say so I can say what I want to say you know this yeah. is this is the dialogue dialogue means that you you go back and forth you you love your wife you love your uh, your husband, then take the time to listen to what they're saying to you and then be able to have a way to respond back. And, and that's the dialogue. Yeah. yeah and I want to, I want to say one piece to just kind of tie off like what Kate's talking about, as well as what you mentioned, Tracy, with like your past, right? We all have a past. We mm-hmm. all have a way that we were, we were raised. And um, you know, one of the things we go to therapy every week, we have a therapist that helps us from sort of a, you know, business and our personal and family, like all of this, we just, have out so we have coaches we have a bunch of outside perspectives and one of the things she continues to remind us of is like you get to decide what you bring forward from your family of origin into the family that you're creating and and so so often we see and we had a situation um, that i think is a perfect example to share you know right now is that we had a, a coaching call earlier this week and the couple was like, it was a pretty red hot, you know, excited coaching call. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and yeah. and they were, they had a disagreement over money and basically the money that they were going to spend on gifts. 
And, and, and we're, we're talking, we didn't get into the exact dollar amount, mm -hmm. but it's literally probably a, a difference of a couple hundred dollars of right. spending or spending this on this person or we're not. And, and they like, it was dominating their life and they were both upset about it. And it strictly came from the fact that they were raised differently. Yes. The, the woman was raised, you know, had very affluent, lots of money. And, and the husband was raised where they didn't have a lot of money. And so mm -hmm. the older you got, you know, sort of the less you got for, for holidays or, or birthdays Birthday, or any birthday. of that, right? Like at a certain given. age, you just get a phone call. You don't get some, <laughs> yeah. some yes. gift. Exactly. Right. And, right. And that was the hangup was like, they had the money. I'm like, well, you're not talking about taking out a second mortgage, right? Nope. We've got the money. It's literally a matter of the difference of spending a couple hundred dollars. And that conversation had dominated their life for days until we got on the phone with them. And I'm like, you both are right. You know, I think that's the great thing in, in a marriage is like, well, you're both right because you're coming from your backgrounds uh, and your history. Yeah. The question is like, what do you want going forward? Right. right that comes right. back to the same question. Like, and as we talked about it, they've been married about five years. They fight about the amount of money being spent on holidays and birthdays, like almost every time. And I'm like, this is a, this is a problem that should not be reoccurring. Uh, but it's not about the money. It's actually about an emotional connection to the past. And so I just, you know, I, we all have past, we were all raised a certain way. And, uh, and I think again, just to sort of put a cherry on it, like that's why it's important to, to decide where you're headed. So you can understand what do you want to bring forward from the past and what do you want to leave in the past and, and create, you know, new or differently. Yeah, exactly. You know, speaking of that, that conversation, that heat, heated conversation about the couple hundred dollars, my, uh, my husband and I also, we have, a couple of years ago, you know, we had, we had, we came close. I, I was ready. Honestly, I was ready to leave 10 years ago, maybe. And because I still hadn't, there was still stuff that I needed to work through. Right. right. So we went to, we went to this. And so we also, we see a therapist every, so we see a therapist every other week. And then the, the off weeks, we meet just the two of us. And we, so we talk about, about, uh, you know, we, we've made the time we, yeah. we call it, I think in, in, in the Gottman, you know, Gottman relationships, yep. I think they call it the, the uh, state of the union. That's what mm -hmm. they call it. So we have a, so we are our state of the union and we decided that we wanted the therapist to help us through anything that we weren't able to work through ourselves. And it's been amazing. So we met this guy and it was probably, maybe seven, eight years ago. And, and we learned and we, we, I'm always the raising my hand, standing, sitting in the front row. You know, right. I just, I want to learn. And I feel like I learned through experiencing. So we were one of the couples that was invited to the front to do a little lesson. And we learned that. So he, my husband used to come in the front door and pretty much drop his, you know, change his clothes. And he would go right back out the back door. And I was like, Oh my God. You know, I mean, for years, this was probably how many years This has probably been for 12 years before 12, 15 years before we realized this, but, and, and that always made me feel like, what have I done? You did like, something's wrong with me. Right. Well, when we did this exercise, we realized, so he lived in the loud house, right? So yeah. when he was a kid, he would, he'd check out and he would just, he'd leave. Right. So that was kind of his, it was patterning. It wasn't towards me. Right. Yeah. It didn't have anything to do with me. 
right. but that realization that, and you know, with the money thing, you know, the understanding that, oh, it's not about me. It's about him. And some, and we, we did a, a Gottman uh, weekend a couple of years ago, actually, we were going to do another one last month, but it didn't happen. But uh, one thing I learned that stayed with me is that I think it was 69% of issues between couples are perpetual, which means that they don't get solved. Yeah. That was huge for me. Like, oh, how great. Like my husband doesn't have to agree with every single thing and I don't have to make him, I don't have to make him come to my side. Yeah. Right. Huge, huge. Yeah. Yeah. So your destination. So you talked about the three D's Yeah. The destination, yeah. the dialogue, dialogue. Mm-hmm. huge, huge, because how are you supposed to know? My husband and I have been together for almost, almost 26 years and we're still learning things about each other. And you know what? It's because and we're making should. the time. Yeah. And as you should, I mean, my parents have been married 52 years now, right. And, uh, coming up on 53 years and, uh, they still learn new things. They still make each other laugh. They still oh, like I love that. You know, giggle with each other. I mean, it's actually right. really, crazy. <laughs> but I mean, but that's the thing you want to, to, you have, you have to make that time. You know, you have right. to, your, your, your spouse should be your best friend yes. should be your biggest cheerleader. And I said that with when, when Tanner and I started dating, I'm like, I want my husband to be my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. No, you're not, you're not in competition with each other. You're on each other's, you're on the same team. You, uh, you have, yes, you have pasts and you have differences that you have to figure out how to come together and do, uh, and, and find that common ground and, and what will work for your new family, but you should be each other's biggest cheerleader. You, your decisions should also be for, well, what's going to be best for my husband or what's going to be best for my my wife, right? Like it's not just about the self. Yeah. yeah. And I think to the point of that, you know, the perpetual issues and yeah. 69% of that. So there's yeah, a couple yeah, points on that, which is like, uh, when we talk to this couple about the money, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, how long has this been occurring? Right. Oh, it comes up all the time. Okay. <laughs> like, do you want it to continue to come up? Right. right. And I think right. that comes back to the, again, to the vision and the destination that we're talking about here, which is like, I, there's no, for me, I, I get really hung up on the words right or wrong. Like, yeah. sure. I believe there are some, like, should you murder somebody? No, you know, right, but like right. if they break into your house and they're threatening your family, well, that's a different context. Yeah. Right. So we can spend things. And, and so in marriage, uh, we find with our couples is that people get so invested in their position and their side. And, and we think about it, you know, if you think about team and if you think about mm-hmm. a championship team and the, you know, the Super Bowl or the world series or whatever your sport is, do you think there are differences between those players on the team? Absolutely. Do you I think agree. there's scuttlebutt in the locker room? Absolutely. But when they're on the field, like they put that stuff aside because there's one mission, right? There's one mission to win the championship. And so if we can help people understand that in their own marriage, like, okay, cool. There's a time to disagree. And there's a time like you're not going to agree on everything. Yeah. But again, like it's so important to know, well, where are you headed? And, right, and again, right. in lack of that vision and that destination, 
Um, we're problem solving creatures by nature. And what I find is that when people aren't solving problems to move forward, they create their own problems to sort of stay in where, right where they are and to stay stuck because we want to solve problems. And so it's like, well, are you solving the problems that move you forward or are you creating problems to keep you stuck? Mm, And we see a lot of people who, you know, just haven't thought about their, their vision and their destination that have these problem that, that it's like, that stuff would all go away if you decided where you were going and realized like arguing about that gets you nowhere down the path of where you want to go in your marriage. Yeah. I love that. I love that too, that you, you know, you have to, you have to know where you're going. Like, how are you, how are you to, how are you going to really be able to judge? How is my marriage? Do I have a good marriage? Like, how are you, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a destination, how are you, you can't really, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't assess it. You You can say, yes, I don't like the way that is right now, but you have to, you have to be moving forward. I love that. And I, and I'd also just like to, to to address the stigma on getting help. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I grew up where you read a self-help book of some kind and that meant something was wrong with you. Right. right and I right. just, I, I mean, it's why we do what we do because we know that having some type of guidance, help, counsel, mentorship, uh, and like, you know, Tanner, you said, we even now have a therapist who, who um, does various work with us. Like we have so many different outside people to help us continue to grow because if you're not growing, you're, you're dying really. I mean, at the end of the day, right? So we want to continue to grow. We want to have longevity of our life and with our family Mm -hmm. that you have to keep learning and growing. Like you cannot stay stagnant and too many people feel like, Oh, if I seek help, then something's wrong. Oh, if I seek help, then people are going to know that, you know, we're having trouble or like, you know, and it's just like, I, I just want to just address the stigma. Like if you need help, seek it. You know, yeah, if you yeah. broke your leg, you would seek help and get it in a cast, right? Like That's right. I mean, seriously. I, and we have to, I think we have to sometimes put it in, in those terms. Yeah. yeah. Or, you, you know, are for that matter. Oh, yeah. if you drop your phone and you break your phone, you got to fix your phone, right? Like we'll take care of all these other things. Right. But we won't with our own body, which actually then brings really to like the, the third D is the dailies because mm. you have to take care of yourself. You have to have some level right. of self care. And then at the same time, have that self care with your partner, right? Like, yeah. and, and do things that will nurture and help your relationship grow. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Yeah, you know, absolutely. really, I mean, it's why it's why we do what we do because we've, we've seen such tremendous value. We would not be where we are today if we didn't have these, uh, you know, counselors and, and, and mentors in our life. And, and you have to do something that's going to take care of, of yourself, stop and breathe. Like we don't breathe enough. Right. I mean, right. Like we forget, right. <laughs> we forget to breathe. And, and then yeah. we breathe really shallow. We've learned to like breathe through our shoulders. And it's like, you know, and it's just all these things that are just even small. Like I, I get how life is busy. Life is a little crazy for us too. And yeah. having small yeah. kids and we've, we've got, you know, a lot going on. But if you can just take 
one minute while you're sitting on the toilet and just breathe, yeah. you know, it's like you can right, do right. that and like, and just lock the door for a second and not know? look at your phone and not, look not at your be phone. worrying about the next thing yeah. and what's for dinner. And like, exactly. it really yeah. is, I think the thing on that topic, like that I've come to appreciate and I've, I've been very disciplined on, on my daily actions. It wasn't something I grew up with. And then I got to a point where I'm like, oh man, I'm making great progress. We met a lot of things happen. And then little by little, those, those disciplines and those routines started to erode because I'm like, oh, I'm good. Oh, like I got like, like yeah. amazing. Right. and then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm way out of balance and I don't have a rhythm to my day. And, and like, yeah. I can be taken in any direction. And so like there, there's not a lot of shortcuts, right? And there's not a lot of big secrets. Like it is the little things done daily yeah, that create big results over time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think for me personally, I thought like, oh, that's too simple. Oh no, there has to be something else. There's gotta be some big earth shattering thing that I'm missing. Right. And we've been fortunate enough to, you know, be surrounded with with very successful people and be in these groups. I mean, that's even how we we met you, Tracy. Right. Like mm -hmm. we all invested in ourselves and our business. And now we're part of this group of amazing people. And it's yep. like what you learn is, nope, it's it's pretty much the same message over and over. Right. It You've got to be consistent. You've got to do things daily. You have to to build the the foundation of your life brick by brick. You don't just drop it all in and all of a sudden it's like everything's amazing. So right. and some of those things will take practice. You're not going to love it at first. That's OK. Mm -hmm. Some of the things you'll you'll learn to love some of the things. You may really just like it never will be fully enjoyable, but you know, it's good for you. You know, yes, it's good for exactly. your sanity. You know, it's good for taking care of your body. You know, like, right. You no, know, they're just certain things. It's just like, this is, this is what successful people do, right? Successful people leave clues. And these are some of those daily things that, you know, we dive into with our clients of like, here are some daily things for yourself and, and, and together as a couple that you mm. can do to take care of yourself. Because again, back to even just our podcast name, the one relationship, if you're not taking care of yourself, then how are you going to be at the best for your spouse and for your family? Right. Right. So you just have to. And moms are so, mm. uh, moms are so good at putting themselves last. And it's yes. so crazy because I vowed before I had kids that I would not put myself last. And in fact, actually, when we had uh, Charlotte, I actually, I even made a point of that. I was like, nope, you know, I would go and do workouts and I'd bring Charlotte with me. Like she wasn't my, mm, she was my right. reason, right? Like, I mean, I was like, nope, I'm not going to be that mom that puts herself last. And sure enough, I had baby number two and I'm down at the bottom pole, you know, like down at the, at the totem pole. And I just, and it's not on purpose. Like I'm yeah. not... But I'm like, there are more bodies, more yeah. things to do. And then right. we add a dog into the mix. Like, you know, so it's like, there's so <laughs> a puppy, not just a dog, a, a new puppy. Sweet, yeah. a puppy a with the, went to the young children. That's yeah, just, awesome. Just but how great, right? I mean, it yeah. makes life interesting. Oh my gosh. There's always <laughs> And there was a reason for it. People yeah. are like, why'd you get a puppy with yeah. small kids? It's like, the, well, because I've been promising my daughter since she was eight that when she right. turned 10, and we'd get a puppy. And right. you know, we as didn't much, know that baby two was coming at that point. Yeah, right? as much yeah. stress as it put on us, we also want to uphold our, our word, word with our right. kids. Right. And I think that's important. Like yeah. you you need to uphold your word with yourself and your spouse and your mm -hmm. children. And when you don't, that will erode away. And so it was more important for me to uphold, you know, this sort of two year promise I'd made to my daughter than it was right. to, be, well, 
that's not really convenient right now. So let me give you. <laughs> I another. know. You, you know, like ten-year-olds some... don't really understand inconvenience. No, they understand. <laughs> they understand follow through, though. Yeah. They do. They do. And follow through, and that's super important. Yeah. That we're learning. I mean, there are times we we kind of miss the ball on sure. it, but you know, yeah. like we we're definitely figuring that out. And uh, yeah, I mean, just just as the baby started sleeping through the night, we got the puppy and I'm like, sweet, oh, gotta, gotta get up, <laughs> you know, but it's, it is, it's all good. It's all part of the story. It's all part of the adventure. Uh, right. It's all part of figuring out how to handle stress and chaos and i do not do well under chaos tanner's much better at it than i am and and then that's a learning process right so that allows us to then have to have further conversation more dialogue goes on uh it's right your 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 vision continually evolves and so now we have a different dynamic and so life major life-changing events will cause your vision to uh to just change or evolve and so then you have conversation again. So, you know, it's just really, it's, it's been keeping us on our toes and, and really helping us to stay connected and continue to stay focused on where we're going yeah. so that these little crazy things like the dog's barking, the toddler's screaming, the baby needs a diaper change, like, right. Everything not, all at the same time, all at the same time. <laughs> it's like, but where are we going? <laughs> we right. Got, but we, we know where we're going. I mean, that's the thing. I, you know, when, uh, when we had, uh, when we had, so my, my son was, he was emergency C-section. I was planning on having a natural birth. He was emergency C-section. He was early. And then he almost died when he was, wow. and I was a wreck. Yeah. And okay. I, and really, I mean, like PTSD, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yep. so on top of being a new parent and my body having to recover and all of that. But I really hadn't thought past having my kids. I really Mm -hmm. hadn't thought past. It it was really interesting. And then once I did, everything changed. And Tanner, you mentioned about how when you start changing yourself and working on yourself, everything around you changes. Yeah. And that's what I experienced. And I was finding books. I was finding Joseph Campbell on my husband's night table. I was like, what, how, how <laughs> in the world? Like the, it, it never occurred. And, and it wasn't because I was asking him. It was just because I was working on my, of course I upset everybody in my life because I was making changes in myself, but it really everything settled and it does. Yeah. But, but then but things around me started to change. And once I was able to take those breaths, Kate, that you were talking about, you know, sit in the bathroom, take those breaths and, and just, you know, take care of myself. And then I was able to be with the people that I loved, you know, but that I just think, and obviously it's a vision driven mom is the name of the podcast. It's what I teach is visioning. It's such a, it's a life giving way to live because you're moving toward you know, back when in, in for families with young children, if you were only in the moment, how that's it's really sad. I and mean, that's where I was, you know, only in the mo- only in the chaos of what was going on and not having a bigger picture. Yeah. It just it really, really changes your outlook on, yeah. on life. I love that you have your therapist that you work with. I mean, every week and that you make the time. Yeah. Like we make time, you know, I think about like hair, right? <laughs> Kate, yeah. you probably understand this. When I have a hair appointment, like I am making that hair appointment. I am yeah. going to that hair appointment. Oh, oh, yeah. Nothing except, you know, a pandemic can keep me <laughs> from getting to that hair appointment. But what if we decided to 
to hold the space for a conversation with our with our partner. Yeah. You know, yeah. And how things would change if we treated our treated our relationships that way. You know? I love that. I love that because yeah, she's very much like hair appointment. Got to go. Three hours. You know, but I, mean, I, I get it. It's, it's personally, a, I would love for it to go shorter. I don't want to be there for that, uh, that time. It's a little too long for me, but you know, me too. how long not, it takes. Yeah. It's how long yeah. it takes, you know, and stylists can be slow and whatnot, but, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. it's super important. And there's just one other thing I want to underline about what you said, because when I, you know, my world crumbled with divorce and I was like, oh, wow, in my late 20s, like, I guess I don't know everything there is to know about <laughs> right. living life. And so, you know, fortunately, fortunately, I, I got into some personal development because of a, of a friend that was just like, hey, you might want to check this out. And uh, and I got out of that. And then I and, and so I experienced similar to you. I changed everything. Mm -hmm. I sort of had a you know, a high and mighty attitude. I was like, why doesn't my family get this? And so I went through some turbulence with my family and I had to realize like, it doesn't actually matter whether or not they change their view on the world. Like right. it's up to me. And so once again, like you said, like that kind of settled, then I like, I was more accepting of them. Mm -hmm. which oddly they became more accepting of me, even <laughs> though they exactly had, it, right? Right? Right. even though they yeah. hadn't really changed. And then, like you said, like the book on the nightstand, like little by little for my family members are like, Oh, I saw this, or I'm listening to this, or I read this. And, and I wasn't forcing, I was just like, right. cool, that's awesome. You know, that you're doing that. That's a great mm -hmm. perspective. And I also wasn't like, oh, now let me throw 10 more tons of personal development on top of you because yeah. you read, you know, one article that opened your mind. I was just like, cool, you know, and I could have a yeah. conversation about it. But again, it came back to my journey and my view. And yeah, I just, I think that's so important and, and very interesting that, you know, you had similar experiences. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it was, I spent a lot of my marriage trying to make my husband see it my way. Yeah. Make yeah. him make everything around me change. But then once I went and started changing myself, then everything around me did change. And yeah. it was so much easier. I, you know, if I only knew that I didn't have to go through all that pain <laughs> to get to where I am right now. And it's not perfect. You know, you know, it's in, in Kate, you were talking about how, you know, and then, and then there you were after you, you were, you were, you said you were going to put yourself first and then there you were like, we're human, right? right. We're human and it's okay. As right. long as we get back up and continue with that, you know, moving forward and moving toward that vision. Guys, this has been fantastic. I've been looking forward to this conversation and it, it's been amazing. And I really, there's so many gold nuggets in this conversation that I know are, are really going to help uh, help the moms who are listening. So, can you tell us about? And this would probably this would probably have to be a, a joint story somehow, but or it doesn't have to be, I guess. Tell us about a time where, because this podcast is all about possibility. So, tell us about a time when you either accomplished something or achieved something in parenthood uh, that felt impossible. Well, so. Uh, in talking about this, we, I, I shared the story with Tanner that, or that I wanted to share the story about overcoming my, the first, my first birth, the, our daughter was born. It was very traumatic for me. And, and, and granted, I, I know so many women who have had way more to overcome than what I went through, but for where I was in my life, what I experienced was extremely traumatic. This was not how I was quote unquote, told birth would be. Right. And, and I was devastated. 
So after I had, uh, you know, I was home, I was with Charlotte. We, we definitely had uh, a disconnect between the two of us. Tanner was in a place of like, well, I've already had a kid and I, I know some of these things and the way his ex-wife was with the birth of their daughter, how Tanner needed to sort of take over certain things because of her conditions. And, you know, it's just sort of like his role there where I just, I just needed comfort. And, and, uh, we always talk about how Tanner's going to Tanner's working on his empathy, you know, and like, didn't know how to really give that compassion to me. Cause he's like, what? Right. That's like, that was a fine birth. I'm like, don't even go there. Right. Like, right. We, yeah, we, don't we, say that. We, we know, yeah. right. Don't, don't need to hear those kinds of things from the men, but I really just felt like my body was like, my body went to war and that's yeah. just really how I felt. And what ended up happening is, is, uh, I didn't realize at the time, but now, post I went, I was in postpartum depression mm, right, and right. I just couldn't get to a place of like, this is good. I struggled with nursing. I stopped nursing after two months. It wasn't, it just wasn't working. I didn't have the stamina and, and mental capacity to be able to fight through those first couple of months that are, are sort of tough to, to get your milk in, like all yeah. these things. And I just was so struggling and so much so that I, I said, I don't know that I could have more kids. Mm-hmm. And since I was a little, I mean, since I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a mom. Like yeah. that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to have a family. And I'm like, God, one birth. And I'm going to, I'm going to write that off and just have one, just do this once and just have one child. And, and, the, and granted, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes that's just the way God's plan is for, for families. But right. I, I just didn't, I don't know. I just, I was like, I can't, I had to get to a place where I was like, I can at least do this one more time. And so we talked about putting in the work, right? And so I focused on my dream that I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a mom of more than just one child. I mean, granted, you know, with with Tanner's daughter as well, but just having a second birth, uh, changing the story, right? I only had one birth that was horrible. So like, Mm -hmm. let me have a good birth, maybe Mm -hmm. like, 50, 50 chance here and, yes, right. you know, and all, the, all those things. Right. So I did the work. I did various uh, therapy, EMDR therapy. I read books. I, uh, I read a book that was actually really from a God perspective of like, this is what women are designed for. Mm-hmm. And just, it helped me to just shift my mind to get around to saying, okay, I can do this again. And being able to release that PTSD that I had and uh, sharing. And then back to the communication, we weren't really communicating at the beginning of Charlotte's birth, you know, when she was home and we were just sort of butting heads and getting to a place where we could communicate and talk to each other and share each other's feelings and thoughts. And Tanner was more open to listening, right? Listening is part of communicating, right? Listening to where I'm coming from, even though he doesn't fully understand, or maybe even thinks he disagrees, you know, but he was listening and he was open to birthing classes and just like more preparation, right? More prep to like go into um, uh, another birth. And, and thankfully, you know, God's blessings, we were able to get pregnant easily mm-hmm. and, uh, got pregnant again, beautiful birth, uh, a pregnancy through that as well. Both pregnancies were great, but you know, for the most part, but I, but that first birth and David was born and it was the most beautiful birth. Oh, like I love that. nothing went wrong. It went, ju- I didn't have, and I was induced with Charlotte. I, I had an induction scheduled for David and he, 
when I went into labor the day before induction mm. on a Sunday, like God's day, I woke up. I'm like, I think this is it. It was like six in the morning and like called the doctor. And yeah, we're like, like, should we go to church or go to the hospital? hospital. <laughs> and the doctor's like, yeah, if you're having contractions that close apart, you should, should get to the you hospital. You should probably right. come. And so by maybe faith, we should do that first. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have church in the hospital. Like right. church is wherever you are. And, and within, right. so by three o'clock that afternoon, he was like, born. He was born. Six, yeah. From and we were five, out of the yeah. hospital. And I mean, I feel like with Charlotte, like we were there and we're like, oh, we're ready to go. Two we're nights. ready to go. Yeah, that's the other thing. Two one nights, night in the hospital. And we're like, can hospital. we go home? They're yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, I love that. It was just, I mean, like, and, and what was also, and I just, I think this is also really important for moms out there too. Like it was something that I was able to experience exactly that, like how our bodies are designed yes. to start from contraction and feel your body rev up to the work that we are supposed to do. Right. It's mental. Like that was the thing that mm. I didn't, I was in a panic the whole time with Charlotte and with David, it like, I was in control. My mind was, my mind was in it. It is real. Like birth is really mental more than physical. Completely. And, yeah. Right. And I, I'm just so grateful that, you know, we work together to just figure out a place where we could do this one more time. I mean, I'm over 40, so I didn't want to do it. You know, if I was 30, maybe I'd have more kids, but I, right. you know, like, but I'm, but I'm just so happy that it just, we were able to do it again, you know, and, and make a, a different story. There's just a couple of details that popped to mind that you didn't specifically mention yeah. that I want to underscore about that. And, and so one of them was, I, I've never had, like, I've never given birth. Right. So I had really? no, right, I've had no right <laughs> in saying, Oh, it was easier. Why this or whatever, you know? And, and Kate felt like I, I specifically remember on a walk, like <laughs> she was sort of hurting about like not having more kids, but then there was this idea of like, you know, we had talked about more and is she going to let me down and all this stuff. And so right. I was just like, like, this is up to you. I support you either way. I'm happy with what we have and I'm happy to have more, but like, I'll support you either way. And, and I feel like, you know, again, back to this, the vision and stuff, sometimes people do get so locked into like, Oh, we were gonna, I thought we were going to have three kids or I thought we were going right. to do this. Right. And, and, and people uh, don't become flexible on, on where they're headed. And so I think that flexibility of like, I'm good to go this way or I'm good to go that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you ultimately need to make this decision because you're experiencing that. I think that was a really important yeah. conversation for us. The other part is that, you know, Kate mentioned, like we worked with our therapist, therapist on sort of healing the past traumas, mm -hmm. uh, visualizing an, an ideal birth and that outcome. She read books. Um, the other thing that didn't mention, we went to a, like a natural birthing class. Yeah, birthing we hired class. a doula. And oh, so yeah. I want to say all those things because had it just been up to us and like her talking to me and me saying, oh, I, this is what I think and us doing research on the internet. I don't think it would have gone as smoothly. Yeah. And it uh, kind of, I, yes. You know, to what we said earlier of yeah. this hiring other people, hiring coaches, even just getting a different perspective, even, even just like hearing from our doula who had two kids and she's mm -hmm. like, listen, I've seen a lot of births. I had my own experiences and that like for Kate to know, you know, firsthand from somebody else, like other types of experiences mm -hmm. and things right. that have been worse and ways that it could be better. Like we, it, it never would have been the way that it was. And as, as beautiful yeah. as it was, if we wouldn't have reached out 
and you know hired other people mm-hmm. and spent mm-hmm. our time creating what we wanted as simple as you know the birth yeah. of our child like yeah. we created that outcome and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like wow like we did this yeah. and yeah. and and we didn't really it's back to that dailies where like there was no monumental thing one day where it's like oh you right. know the skies right. opened up and we received the download it was just <laughs> like day by day yeah. we took the steps in the direction we wanted to go and and at least in the case of birth, you know the time frame, right? Yeah. It's about nine months and, right? and, then, and, then, and then the baby's coming out. But I think we've had other things in our life where we've kind of, something has happened. We've seen the result of our work. Mm-hmm. And then we look back and we're like, oh, we actually, we did that. Right. Like right. we did that based on all the steps that, and it didn't feel like it at the time until we sort of experienced the outcome and then look back on it. And yeah. so that birth is just like one example of, kind of everything that we stand for in terms of getting help, visualizing what you want and, you know, focusing on the the best outcome. Yeah. I love that story. I feel like we could talk for hours. Yeah, I (laughs) I really do. Because Kate, I I mean, and I think we probably should talk about this at some point. I had my kids at, at 40, 40 and 41, 40 and just between, but just be at 40, 40 and 42, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And my second one was a vaginal birth after C-section. And I did the same. I had a vision board exactly, you know, like pictures of peaceful, calm mom, baby pictures of what it's with the, how the baby comes out of the birth connect, like the whole thing. I studied that thing that, that was, and that I, I knew what I wanted yeah. scared to death Oh yeah, because I, you know, my age and I had all the risk factors of a rupture and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But we did the same thing. I had my doula. I surrounded myself with people who had done what I wanted to do. That's huge. So I had the support, went and got myself, you know, worked with a therapist, like all of those things that you're talking about, all of the people like the, the, okay, so here's what I want and here's what I'm going to do and who can help me. Yeah. Because right. we can't do it alone, right? I mean, that's why we're communal beings. We're we're meant to be in community with each other and helping yeah. each other. And I think too, we are not, we're all spread out from our families these days, right? So we don't have the mother and the grandmother and the aunts and the like all the people to help us through the stuff that is natural, like the postpartum depression, you know, that I had that too. I was like, this is absolutely not the way I had. <laughs> it was like, it was a polar opposite of what I had expected, but that, um, that, that you had the courage to say, you know what, this is what I want. And I'm just going to, and I'm going to do what I have to do to, to, uh, to bring this, you know, to, to bring a new, to bring a baby into this world. I, I love that story. And I love that that's your, your uh, impossible story. And, and I also love Tanner's perspective on that too. Cause my husband, he didn't know, he know when he would go to work and I'd be like, I'd be crying. I called it the milking chair. Cause I also, it was, it was tough. The whole, the, the, the whole thing yeah. was just uh, yeah not mentally and that's, prepared. And, and that's <laughs> really the unfortunate part because I don't think mothers talk enough about the challenges because we, you know, we want to just keep procreating. I mean, that's part right. of our design too. Right? right. So it's why we don't remember the physical pain, you know, again, I think it's, it's important to share those stories and, and know that, you know, it, you're not alone when it's, when it's difficult and it's challenging. And, 
but also not to put the fear into a woman be like, no, don't have birth, you know, don't have a right. baby, but yeah, don't um, do it. <laughs> I mean, cause I, like I had epidural complications with Charlotte's birth and, um, and I was worried if I was, I did, I didn't want to have an epidural with David's, but I knew that I'll be like, okay, if I have to go, like, that's going to be one of the last resort things, but right. otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And, and at one point I even remember like saying to Tanner, I'm like, well, what if I can't do this? Like, what if I need the epidural? And he looks at me, he goes, but you're doing it. And oh, I, you guys, and I, I love that. And I think that's really like, I mean, just as we're talking, it like hit me, but then I'm like, that's it. You could literally feel like your head is underwater. You're drowning mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do next, but you, you just do something next. Right. Like you're doing it right? Doing you're doing that. it and you're figuring it out and you're going. And, uh, and, and Matthew Kelly says, you know, just do the next best thing. Right, like right. don't, you know, we talk about vision. Yes. And we want to sort of have this, 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 uh, future plan. And it's important for that, for the day-to-day -day stuff and know where you're going. But sometimes like you really just have to focus on the next choice. So just right, make right. the next best choice, you know, yeah. and, and you will keep getting, yourself there to like, to where you, you know, you envision for your, your family and your marriage and all of that. And, and that's, you know, like, I mean, I, I really, re like, I remember that very clearly that I was like, oh my God, this is getting harder. You know, the contractions are harder. Oh my goodness. And you're like, but you're doing it. And like, and it was just you're like, oh, that I, need, I am that I needed to hear yeah. at that moment. You know, yeah. so. I, I, I think, uh, I think you two could do an entire episode <laughs> or maybe multiple on, I think that we could on, actually on birth, on birth over 40. And I mean, it's something that I've right. talked to Kate about because like we have, you know, friends that we've met through, again, these personal development circles, very driven women who are approaching that sort of late 30s, you know, maybe even into their 40s that have the same dreams that are like, man, how did you do it? And and at a certain point, and again, I, I, I can't relate to this because I don't have that ticking time <laughs> bomb. I'm still in my 30s. Like th there's just a lot of things that I that I'm not able to relate to. I understand it, um, but it's like, there's so many women that have been like, Hey, how did you do it? And and you give me hope that I can mm -hmm. still do this. Right. And so I, I know I think it's important. Yeah. It's something that I've I told got Kate, married like, over 40 and I had my babies over 40. So like, right. yeah. I, I know. Well, that's a possibility, right? That whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Like you two could totally probably. Well, jam if you want to have me back, I'd be, happy, I'd be happy to come back. <laughs> I would, I would love that. I really would love that. Cause I, cause people need to hear that too, that it doesn't yeah. have to be the way that everybody else does it. And honestly, I've never done it everything the way that everybody does it yeah <laughs> I, I haven't actually always either, so sometimes yeah. it's hard it's you know it, it is <laughs> but it's rewarding so guys so if there is one thing that the listeners can can do today what one action step or one thing what, what what would you suggest to them so i think for me i would say recognize that you're in control of your experience, mm. right? So regardless of what's going on around you, uh, in your household, at, in your work, in you know the world at, at large, recognize you're in control of your experience. You get to choose how you respond and literally just taking a few seconds to stop, think about your thoughts, put a filter, you know, in between your brain and your mouth, especially for any, if there's any guys listening or any wives that want to share this with their husbands, this one, one piece here is like, you're in control 
um, of your experience. And, and you create that by the thoughts and the words that come out of your mouth. And the more that you can become present and aware of what you're saying and, and how you're thinking about things, change really starts with awareness. It's very hard to, uh, like we were talking about with vision and destination, you need to know where you're going, but, but if you don't know where you're at, it's really hard to, to figure out, you know, how to get to San Francisco. There's a lot of ways to get to San Francisco, but right. you got to know where you are. And so I yeah, think that's yeah. the, the big thing is you're in control. Uh, you have the, you have the choice and the power. Just to add to that is uh, breathe. I've really recognized yeah. how important breath is. And, mm -hmm. and certainly, you know, people can uh, look further into just learning more about breath work. But we transition so many times throughout the day from one thing to the next, right? It's waking up to getting the kids ready to breakfast, to work, then back to home life, getting in the car, getting out of the car. You know, there's so many different transitions that happen, uh, at least for the big major ones, just to start some practice uh, before you know, before you get out of bed and tackle the family downstairs, take a minute to just, or just three big breaths and breathe, breathe from your belly, like breathe like a balloon where like your belly, when you breathe in your belly is going to expand. And when you breathe out, your belly is going to go in. Don't leave, let your shoulders relax. You don't want to, you don't want to breathe up. You want to breathe out and, or breathe in where your belly goes out. And I, I just think that's, it's diaphragmic breathing. And that's really what's yeah, yeah. most important to make those transitions for you to sort of just reset your mind to get to tackle whatever is the next thing that happens in the day. So, you know, no, the awareness of where you are and then taking those moments to breathe throughout the day will, will really just help, help the calm in the chaos. Right. Right. I love that. And yes, like I said, I've been doing yoga for almost 30 years and I forget to breathe sometimes. <laughs> you know? We all do, right? Like we all do. Yeah. We take it for granted, but if you, you stop and just do some, you know, three big breaths, like just yeah. start there a few yeah. times through the day, it, it really will start to help. Yeah. Guys, this has been great. I've loved this conversation. And uh, so to, how can our listeners find you? Yeah. So the big thing that we'll have coming up next, it's our arguments to intimacy challenge, mm. um, arguments to intimacy.com. There's a, the information will be there, a, a way to sign up. And really the, the principle of that is that in relationship, you're spending your energy um, one way or the other. And, and it's very hard to be intimate with your spouse, whatever that means for you, be connected, be deeper with your spouse when you're spending your energy, having arguments, having disagreements, not feeling like you're on the same team. And so that that challenge is a, basically five days to just walk people through our framework to help them see a different way about doing relationships. So arguments to intimacy challenge, uh, we'd love to, to you know have any of your listeners in there. And if they're uh, in a relationship, even if they're not, uh, or even if their spouse doesn't join them, the the heart of this challenge is all about communication. And, and again, like we talked about with our podcast, the relationship starts with yourself. And so yeah. we're, we're not in there to fix anybody else. Uh, we're not even in there to fix you. We're just in there to uh, to give you some tips and tools and different ideas about how to, how to communicate and, and how to do relationships. Perfect. I love that. I love that. So your podcast, The One Relationship. Yep. yep. And do you have a website or, or uh, social media? 
Yeah, everything is uh, so kateandtanner.com and uh, you can find us on uh, on Facebook, Kate and Tanner uh, on Facebook. And then Kate has her own uh, Instagram, which is the most active. Uh, the the Kate Wendell. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Guys, I've loved our time together. This has been fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And just remember that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now. And thanks for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, head on over to visiondrivenmom.com and download your copy of The Overwhelm Cure, a mom's guide to work-life harmony. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.